A story is told of St. Francis of Assisi and one of his early followers, that they were walking through the woods and just marveling at God's creation, and specifically, they were looking at the little woodland creatures, you know, the, the squirrels, the deer, the birds, and St. Francis's companion on that walk, he says to him, Francis, why is it? Why is it that these animals are able to be so peaceful, so content, so happy? And yet we humans, we struggle with that so much. We're always discontented. We live in this constant restlessness and tension. St. Francis answered immediately and said, It is because these creatures were made for this world. But you and I and every human that was ever born cannot call this world their final home. And so our hearts long for more. Very often we think that that's something broken within us, that we can't be satisfied with this world. No, that's the one thing within you that is still right. That fact that you yearn for more, that is exactly how you were built. Because you were built not to be content with this puny world, beautiful though it may be. This entire universe cannot satisfy the longing in your soul because you were made for the God of that universe. And so it's said very often among us Christians, we say that heaven is the most important thing. Right? You've probably heard that before. Maybe you've said it. Well, that's not entirely true. Heaven is not the most important thing. Heaven is the only important thing. You may think that sounds extreme, but think of yourself in 200 years. That immortal soul that God gave you, that in you which will not decay, but will live on forever and ever and ever. What will you be asking yourself in 200 and 300 years? Will you be thinking, oh man, how much was my paycheck? Was it enough? Was I appreciated? Was I respected? Would you be thinking, was I popular? Did I have a lot of friends? Would your main concern be, did I have a comfortable life? Did I have great physical health? Was I attractive? Did people like me? Be thinking of popularity, of comfort, of riches? No. You will have one question on your mind, and that is, am I in heaven or in hell? Did I choose smoking or non-smoking? Am I where God had from forever intended me to be? Did I accept his invitation or did I reject it? And, you know, that shouldn't just be the concern that we have after this life is over. No, that is the very guiding principle of every moment of our lives while still on earth. The most important question that you will ever ask in front of every decision is, is this helping me get to heaven? That is the litmus test for every thought that passes through your mind. Is thinking of this drawing me closer to heaven or further away from it? The guard that you set over your lips before the words pass out, is this word going to help me get to heaven or not? Before every action, thought, word, in every relationship you can... uh, You can reflect on them and say, does this relationship help me to get to heaven or not? 
in the way that we serve each other, in our families? Is, is the way that I relate to my family, to my friends, to my coworkers, to just the random people that I encounter any given day, does it help me to get to heaven? And am I helping them? Because if you're not, you're not helping them at all. Sometimes we think we continue in a toxic relationship where, where we end up, you know, they bring out the absolute worst in us. We end up falling into grave sin over and over and over again. But we think, oh, but they need me. I help, I'm helping them. They don't need you. They need Jesus. And unless you can draw them closer to Jesus, if you are risking drawing them away from him, you're hurting them more than you're helping. Because the only important thing is heaven. The only question that will be on our minds centuries from now is, am I enjoying eternal bliss or did I spend the years I had rejecting it? But we have hope. And that's what today is all about, is that great hope that Mary's there. Right? That not only were we called there, but our mom's already there. She's already there at this exact moment praying for us. At this exact moment giving us hope, saying, hey, you're a human person. Guess what? So am I. Right? She's not a goddess. We don't worship her. We honor her. We cling to her because she shows us what's possible. She shows us that it's possible to be a human being who has rejected sin. She shows us that it's possible to be a human being, body and soul, in heaven. In Mary, dwelling in eternal splendor already, we see three things about ourselves. We see our dignity, we see our destiny, and we see our duty. First, our dignity. That unlike all of the other creatures in creation, we were destined for more than the, the bounds of space and time. That unlike this whole universe that has a beginning, it has an end. All of these things that decay and die, we were meant for more. We see in Mary that the promise that dawned in Christ in the resurrection was extended to his body. That that wasn't just some trick that he showed us, like, look at what I can do since I'm God, but too bad for you all, because you're going to die and stay dead. No, he already showed us the first fruits in Mary and said, no, 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 this is your dignity, that you were made for more. And you know who has that dignity? Every single person you have ever encountered. You may think that their dignity is based on how they treated you. Right? I only give respect if I get respect. Oh, if I got a nickel for every time I heard that. No, no, no. I respect the dignity of even the worst person because they were made for more than this world. Even if that, that dignity has been marred by a life of sin and rejecting the Lord, it's still there underneath it all. And sometimes people just desperately need someone to recognize their dignity before they're able to... Uh, come out of the hole that they've dug for themselves. So first, Mary in heaven shows us our dignity. Secondly, she shows us our destiny. She shows us that no matter what we're going through right now, whatever pain we're enduring, that pain's going to end. Whatever misunderstanding is just tearing us up, tension in relationships, whatever rut we feel we've gotten ourselves in at work, at school, in our families, whatever relationship we think... Why did I get myself into this? We're just fighting all the time. All of those things will end. 
None of those things are your destiny. No, heaven is. But you're free to choose that destiny or not. Right? You're not just a creature that was pre-programmed to be driven by instinct and has no free will. No, those are those woodland creatures that St. Francis was reflecting upon. No, you have a choice. You can say yes to that destiny or you can reject it. Our dignity we see in Mary in heaven. Our destiny we see in Mary in heaven. And our duty we see in Mary in heaven. Because it is the sacred duty of every baptized person to strive to be a saint. Every single one of us, that's not just some kind of luxury when I have time for it. No, that is the sacred duty of one who has been created in the image and likeness of God, called to be his son or daughter, and by that invited to heavenly glory. It is our duty to strive for that. So how do we do it? Well, this day is a very special one for me uh, because uh, 14 years ago today, I made the consecration to Jesus through Mary, the total consecration. It's a beautiful uh, tradition in the church that was um, formalized by a saint called St. Louis-Marie de Montfort, right? And he, he thought, well, the best way to get to Jesus is probably the way that he got to us, Right? So he came, even though he could have come on a cloud in glory as an adult, he came in total dependence on a human person, his mother Mary. And St. Louis de Montfort, he just said, well, I mean, who am I to try and strike a new path back to Jesus and reject the one he gave me? So I'm going to take that path of Mary back to him. I'm going to ask her to be that kind mother to me. Who, who perfects my poor attempts at living out Christianity, right? Because that's what moms do, right? You, you make something that you want to give someone, and mom says, let me see that real quick, rearranges the flowers for you to make them a little bit more beautiful before your first date, right? To say, that was a nice try, but let's make it even better. Mom's the one who sees the smudge and says, hold on, come here, and, and helps you out with it. Mom is the one that perfects your attempts, that purifies your intentions, that helps you to do what your heart desires. And so he took that principle and he said, you know what, Jesus shared his mom with me, so I'm going to let her help me love him best. So in this consecration that he wrote, that I try to repeat every year on this date, it's, not, it's long and beautiful, but I'll just give the essence of it. In the middle it says, I, and then you put your name, a faithless sinner, renew and ratify today in thy hands the vows of my baptism. I renounce forever Satan, his pomps and works, and I give myself entirely to Jesus Christ, the incarnate wisdom, to carry my cross after him all the days of my life and to be more faithful to him than I have ever been before. In the presence of all the heavenly court, I choose thee this day for my mother and my queen. And so we realize that not only does she show us what our dignity is, what our destiny is, what our duty is, but she helps us to fulfill that duty, to strive for heaven, to be able to actually enjoy that destiny and to have that dignity be brought to perfection. She's there to help us. 
At that moment of temptation, at that moment of shame, sadness, loneliness, whatever we're going through, we can know that at that exact moment, mom is there praying for us. That she sees it, that she's there to help us. So let's strive for that. Strive to take advantage of that great gift God's given us in Mary. Let's remember that even though this feels like home many times, that restlessness we have in our hearts is a good thing because it reminds us that this is little h home. Heaven is home with a capital H. That for which our, long, our, our hearts incessantly long. Those shown to me in a, in a more profound way over my retreat in these past days. I thank you once again for your prayers because I, I really felt them accompanying me during those days where I was able to just be quiet, be still, and look at the Lord. Well, the priest that was directing the retreat, he asked me uh, in our first meeting, basically, so are you happy where you are? And it was this beautiful chance that I had to reflect on, yes, unspeakably so. That that even though I did not grow up here, it, it very much feels like home. I love being with you people. And that if, if the archbishop just kind of forgot that Clovis existed for a nice few decades and forgot who I was and just let me be, I'd be happy here. But not completely. Because no one's ever completely happy anywhere but heaven. Even though I'd be happy if God asked me to to be here for the rest of my earthly days, there's always that restlessness. I could be happy in other places as well. And that's the case for everybody here. That even if we're happy, we shouldn't feel guilty about the fact that, ooh, but I long for something more. Now, I mentioned that that fact about this being home, because, yeah, it has been for these past two years. There were some unexpected longer trips and then quarantines quarantines that had to happen after some deaths in the family. And then I have a tendency to say yes to everything and everywhere. And I just wanted to take away any doubt. If you ever thought during a week that you showed up and somebody else was saying Mass here, like, does Father even want to be here? The answer is a resounding yes. Absolutely. With every bone in my body. Why? Because God's calling me to be here. He spoils me with you incredible people. But I recognize that this is not my forever home. This is not your forever home either. We strive to work well here, to pray well here, but in our thoughts should always be, I need to be where mom is. Mom's in heaven. And when I look to her, when I pray to her, she helps me to long for that with every part of my being. So let's have the courage to long for it. To be able to work toward accepting God's invitation. To think before every thought, every word, every deed, does this help me to live up to my dignity, to reach my destiny, and to do my duty, which is to be nothing short than a saint of God.